Welcome to the 49th Meal Podcast. My name is Mitchell Howe and I am your host. I'm going to take you along a journey throughout the state of Alaska where we will meet the men and women that make the food that you love. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the 49th Meal. We are here at the Band of Brothers with Big J Barbecue to find out about their story. And uh, as a full disclaimer, we did get a sample of some of the food earlier. As you guys know, I am a fat dude that likes food. I have had... <laughs> Ribs from a James Beard-nominated chef and from plenty of chefs I've worked for in Texas. And I got to say, Texas, you're slacking. You got to pick up your game. I mean, these ribs were just phenomenal. I want to throw that out there real quick. <laughs> but uh, I will let them introduce themselves. I'm Jason, Big J's Barbecue. Um, I'm Heather, I'm Mrs. J, he's the steak on the sizzle. <laughs> and how long have you guys been in business now? Like six years? Seven, now? seven years. Seven. We have a friend's wedding, the first one we ever catered, that whenever it pops up on Facebook, I time it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's their six-year anniversary, we've been in business seven years. So this year's seven. <laughs> nice, and is has it always been up here in Alaska, or? Yep. Yeah, this is... Uh, I actually started out of uh, complete resentment for him having to cook a rack of ribs on a hibachi for some company. (laughs) I I deserve better than this, damn it, I work hard. Went from then a bigger grill and then he built the equivalent of a refrigerator to put meat in and smoke it and said, wow, we're going to have to fill that with something and then stepped the church for the picnic and said, we'll buy the meat, you guys smoke it and just... It, it snowballed from there. We accidentally became caterers. <laughs> you know, I know a few chefs that have very similar stories <laughs> yeah. to that. There's one of those things you always hear a lot of chefs starting, oh, I'm going to open a big restaurant. I'm going to do this. One thing leads to another, and they end up in the catering side. And most of them enjoy it more than yes. the chefs that have their million-dollar uh, buildings. It's nicer because <laughs> you know what, you're, what you need to make, you know, and you're not sitting on a bunch of food and products and wasting a bunch of stuff so right and i get the benefit of interacting with our customers for long periods of time i don't get somebody on their worst day for two minutes that's pissed off about their chicken <laughs> that has decided i'm gonna pay i get to deal with people for months at a time and build a relationship and talk about their event and their you know hopes and dreams and so by the time i actually physically meet them we're kind of best buddies already <laughs> so yeah i mean i have honestly fought tooth and nail to avoid a food truck to avoid a restaurant because i like that dynamic <laughs> so now the building where you guys are at now if you want to tell us a little bit about it i know we're speaking off uh off air here a little bit and i found it quite fascinating and then just kind of if you want to give us a rundown of you guys a story with this building well, it's a men's mentoring facility. Um, you know, they, they, uh, you, you tell me. I'll give the <laughs> spiel. Um, I attend Church on the Rock Osilla, and we did their annual missions banquet. And this had come up on the screen. Somebody um, came to our church body and said, I have this, this vision for a facility that is, um, you know, to pour into the men of the Matsu Valley where they can meet, get together, find mentors, find positive reinforcement have meetings um, and just sort of a space dedicated to that and I got this nudge when I saw the slide when God's like you need to talk to them about throwing a barbecue contest and I in my head said no 
I am not. That is annoying. Where's the she shed? Why don't we get a girls club? I was <laughs> annoyed. But just followed the nudge and came and said, all right, guys, we've got this barbecue contest we're going to do for charity. Would you be interested? And they asked me to come down here and meet with them. And instead of talking about the contest, they said, hey, we're going to put a kitchen in here and we'd like you guys to be here. So what would we need to do to make that happen? And so I kind of joke, but not that it's the kitchen that Jesus helped build because they came to Jason. They said, what plans do you need? They were already going to put it in. And so we kind of, again, backed into it. We were renting kitchen space at the Menard Center for 50 bucks an hour on an event-by-event basis. And um, yeah, you can't plan a business, especially catering and try to go after business when you don't even know if you have a kitchen you can use. I having my own catering experience, yeah. I know that feeling. You, yes. you book it out two months in advance. Somebody forgets to write it in the book. Yes. And yes. then you show up that morning and they're like, oh, we've already rented it out to somebody right. else. We've had that happen lots of times. <laughs> yeah, sharing it with the Boy Scouts all of a sudden. Like, what's happening here? But yeah, they, they have a cafe in here. But it is a function of the nonprofit uh, to support that. So when we went to the DEC, they're like, we've literally never had to permit anything like this because you guys are using the kitchen and they're not, but you're sharing it. And um, so it's definitely been a learning experience. And um, we got in here in February and then everything shut down in March. (laughs) (laughs) So we had plenty of practice to kind of get used to, you know, what what we want to do in here. We're still kind of trying to figure all that out. Right, and we're providing food for the cafe. Um, You know, breakfast stuff is really the big thing here. They're most proud is between like 7 and 11. But we're starting to do the grilled cheese sandwiches at lunch and keeping the cheesecake cones stocked. And I'm here on Tuesdays for Tuesday with Mrs. J to just, you I know. I those biscuits and gravy. I see the pictures of them. Not yes. going to lie, I'm going to be coming down yes. to so, tear some of those up. Yeah, we're just kind of slowly expanding our presence here and kind of figuring out, um, you know, what they need and finding that balance between bringing in business but not disrupting the mission of the place because they are trying to, you know, connect with the people that come through the door and to have a genuine conversation. And if, you know, someone is in need of something, they want to be able to see that. And if you have a line of 20 hungry people out the door for barbecue, it kind of makes that more difficult. So finding a balance between supporting the business and supporting the ministry is, we're still figuring that out. (laughs) I mean, that sounds like a really really fun challenge yeah it's not a bad problem to have (laughs) or not a challenge but yeah really fun experience to to balance those two things it's definitely and i mean really supportive we're really fortunate we have a new director he used to be um kind of the regional director for ocs just an amazing guy definitely a heart for you know healing families and came in and he went from you know hundreds of tragic emails a day to like five so he's looking around what can we do how can we help how can we be more successful so just in the couple months he's been here i think our business has doubled nice so yeah we're really lucky to have a lot of good support here so i know one thing i was kind of curious about is barbecuing and smoking in alaska i know (laughs) It, I've literally seen it negative 15, and it does not stop people. No. What What are some of the challenges of that compared to somebody, say, sitting in, we won't name <coughs> Texas, where <laughs> 50 Texas. degrees is a cold day? <laughs> the temperature is not the problem. It's the wind. 
<laughs> not, not that we get any of that in no, the valley. No. Yeah, so, and the wind can, sometimes it helps because it stokes the fire, but a lot of times it, uh, it it's a balance, you know. Uh, it just, um, it sucks. <laughs> you take a lot of warm-up breaks, but uh, I have a nice insulated smoker, so that helps keep things um, constant at a constant temperature and whatnot but I try and do things hot and fast I don't do low and slow because one I don't have time for that you know I have a real job (laughs) 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 I try and do you know everyone boasts oh slower is better but I've always found it's I think hotter is better I mean it's just I like the caramelization of everything and I like you know to save time I'm trying to keep it as efficient as possible you know, I was, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm low and slow camp, but after those ribs, <laughs> I might have to, uh, might, might have to become pin pals with the uh, yeah. low and slow camp after that. I'm not going to lie, we, before we got in here and had an indoor grill, the word chicken had a lot of bleeps before and after <laughs> it on those cold days. I got to cook the freaking chicken. Uh, we got to raise the price on freaking chicken. Yeah, he Windy was, days <laughs> and chicken were my worst enemy. <laughs> standing out there grilling over charcoal. <sighs> it was a daunting task. And it was always, it was always like, uh, you know, 200 people. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. It's gonna take me four batches. It's gonna take half the day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah, I can imagine. I know um, when we did our tournament that wind out there, we were out there oh, at the view. Yeah. Oh, I saw. Yeah, <laughs> and that was just—I wasn't even cooking, and I was getting stressed out <laughs> for these guys with that wind. So now, what challenges besides wind? Is there anything else that is different to? Cooking barbecue and smoking up here compared up here, to the lower 48s? The price of charcoal and wood is outrageous, you know, <laughs> compared to someplace like Texas where you can just pick it up off the side of the road or whatever. But Let's <laughs> Yeah. My it, it grows in the back of your truck when you're driving down the road. <laughs> you know, finding the good brand, you know, like I like a certain brand of charcoal I want to use. It's B&B charcoal, and it's been... Walmart had it for a while. I've now found that I can get it at Ace Hardware, which is really cool. But I have to order it three weeks in advance to get it up here. <laughs> so I have to pre-plan for everything as far as that. But usually I, like, I'll order a pallet of wood, and it'll last me a couple years. But that's alone like 1300 bucks just for Ooh. wood. Yeah. So... That's, that's a big challenge is the price of everything. Right, and from the catering side of it, the vegetables, like produce, getting good <laughs> yes. produce at a certain time, or even, I mean, we were definitely one of those people that were just clutching their pearls in horror as the meat prices ramped up yeah, at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. We, we have, you know, some good friends we've made that work in meat departments that were doing everything they could to help us, but I think at one point brisket was like $9 a pound. Oh. And it's normally like, Three fifty, three bucks. So it was. Um, I, I think down in Texas, that would they would have to call in the national guard <laughs> yes. and declare a state it, of emergency. Oh, yeah, I saw bad. they were they were paying a bit, pretty penny down there. I know, too. like it got up to like five something, and all, all yes. my Texas chef friends were just throwing a fit. Yeah, and I was like. No offense, but that's kind of adorable. <laughs> right. I was like, these guys would be running the stores dry. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We had to take take it off the menu for I think about a month. We just couldn't offer brisket at all, and then we had to 
bring the price up, but people were amazingly supportive. I don't, I, I don't hear one complaint ever. I mean, we had people coming. We, we were just like trying to do everything we could to make up the difference. And so we started selling meals after hours here. This place closed completely. So all the sales from this were gone. All of our catering stuff was canceled. Our weddings were canceled. So we started doing take home dinners and I was warmly surprised how supportive people were. And we got a lot of new clients that way. A lot of new people that kind of figured out where we are and, and, kept us going we were really really blessed to be able to kind of pivot because not not everybody had that and because we were in a facility owned by the church where the kitchen is we weren't really concerned about being booted out if we were struggling (laughs) (laughs) pretty good about that whole aspect so we've been really fortunate well luckily our first what four months were rent not right, we had I traded had equipment. We had some credit, and yeah. You know, I, I, I've noticed that a lot. I mean, that's kind of how I got my first start. Um, the first kitchen I started working out of on my own, I, I was trading a lot of just mending tasks that nobody had time for. Right. And I'm like, hey, you need that flat top cleaned. I'll come clean that flat top if you let me use the kitchen for a couple hours this evening. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see that that's still, in this day and age, I mean, it's still a viable option for people looking to get their start. You know, roll up up your sleeves and get dirty. I mean, we're chefs. That's kind of what what we do in one way or another. Yes. (laughs) So, Miss J, I have to ask about these cones. (laughs) I have, I spent all summer... And, of course, with COVID, that kind of <laughs> killed our finances. So I didn't get to try any in the summer, but I spent all summer drooling <laughs> over these darn cones. <laughs> so I have to ask about them. Um, it started because I had a, a rare Saturday. Normally in the summertime, I would have no weekend. It would be gone. Um, but I, all of our weddings had canceled, and so I was just scrolling through Facebook. And another food truck page person posted a picture of something off of reddit it was the peach cobbler stuffed cheesecake okay yeah I, I remember seeing yeah. that one actually and i was sitting there going you know i could t- i could do that i could totally <laughs> do that and so then i got on youtube and i found a video of one woman showing you how to coat a cone and i kind of oh yeah and i ended up that saturday went and got all the stuff and made the first iteration of the cheesecake stuffed waffle cone and I'm like okay we're gonna we're gonna take a stab at this because that was when meat prices were just insane and um well I guess we could I guess we could try it and the first one I made I was like okay this is delicious this this is this is really good and then I got my staff in and they got really excited and we started oh we could do this flavor and this flavor um and so, again, like the things that end up being the best for us, we just kind of accidentally <laughs> backed into it. And then it just kind of gained a life of its own. We literally went out and sold food once a week, and that was it. But we had, we'd have a huge line. It was, I mean, people were like, where were you? You're not even, I'm like, we're sold out. I'm sorry. We were there for two hours. And we, we would pack up and run like thieves because people would still be coming towards us. We're going, we're sorry there's nothing left over here so I mean it was 
just something we kind of stumbled into and realized, oh, everybody really likes this. And then now I had a lady send me a message, are you, are you going to stop doing those over the winter? I was like, God, no, that would be so <laughs> stupid. So we've had a few people have booked Christmas parties that have ordered them and we're starting nice. to keep them stocked here more regularly. So it's the thing that God help me, I think will tip the scales in favor of us ever doing the state fair. Because nice. that's another thing I've always been like, I do not want to do the fair. <laughs> that sounds I, awful. <laughs> but now with the cones, it's a niche. It's a, there's been so many bad barbecue places at the fair that I think it's almost people assume it's going to be gross and you have to overcome the gross fair barbecue. Yeah. Legacy. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because, uh, can you name one amazing barbecue you've ever had at the fair? No. I mean, e e even at the Texas State Fair, which is, I mean, it's huge, oh, wow. but, yeah. but I mean, it, it's fair food to me, just kind of either it's deep fried or it's bland, right. except for smoked turkey legs. Right. Now, I, you have to work to screw up a smoked turkey leg, <laughs> yes. but there's, that, that was our thing at uh, the fair when we lived in West Texas was smoked turkey legs. That was like nice. the one fair food, but... Even a lot of barbecue places you see posted up around a fair, you're just gonna like, yeah, it's just gonna be ribs with ten pounds of uh, Bubba Ray's, right? Yeah. Bushes baked beans. Yeah, uh. well, they're naked at the fair, so I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not gonna say anything about completely besmirched. Yeah, no, yeah, but I think, I think it's more of a mental mindset to right. the average customer, yes. more than specifically yeah. any place. Right. Yeah, it's because I, I've had good friends of mine that set up at the fair. Right. It's not here, but in yes. Texas. And I right. hate to admit it, but I'm always kind of reluctant. Just because, yes. I mean, the pure volume, too. Mm -hmm. When you see that pure volume, you think yes. quality is going to suffer. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We all go to the fair to make bad food choices, <laughs> eat really weird, overly decadent, rich stuff. If, and if my cardiologist yeah. does not have an appointment the next day, <laughs> did you even really go to the fair? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it should hurt and there should be shame. That's really the best fair experience. I can agree with that. So where do you guys see, I know it's so hard to tell with this whole COVID, the end of the world thing happening. Right. But if, if we listen to the politicians and all that and then start opening back up where do you guys see your business going and what what's the next what's the ideal be, <laughs> next summer is gonna be crazy because we have all these bookings weddings that book for next year and now we've already been taking you know dates for next year already for summer too for new weddings yeah we it's it's funny it seems like it doubles every year and um last christmas was the first christmas we were ever busy with christmas parties we spent the first five years nobody booking us for anything really but weddings and occasionally office stuff and um it, but since we've gotten in here yeah i think we're gonna i can't see unless of course you know there's another <laughs> who knows happened i uh, yeah, really, we just get to choose the direction that we want to grow in. Um, I got to give a huge shout out to Emerald from Omnivore for doing the Matsu Food Truck Finder page. Yeah, she is amazing. We uh, interviewed her right before we took our first season break. Oh. And uh, I've stayed in good touch, quite yeah. a bit of touch with her. She, 
She's an amazing person for for taking that on. Oh, when she started in March, I was just screaming at my my husband. I was at home going, "Oh no, honey, my this lady that I know from church is starting a food truck right now. Oh (laughs) no, it's going to be awful." And she just completely beat the odds on that one, and then started a page that helped the rest of us be super successful. So I have always fought. You can ask. I don't want a food truck. I don't want to deal with a food truck. What I'm mean, it's <laughs> I, I hate start catering because I wanted a food truck, but yeah. yeah so like, oh. I, we're we've got a friend that's like we're gonna do this. I'll do the trailer or not. So at this point, we're just sort of going. All right, what's the? We we like to play it safe. We've always been like accidentally run into the things that have worked really well. So at this point, I am really grateful that people are still hiring us to cater and then this place also um is a is an after hours venue people can rent and we're starting to cater for that the only i I asked the director you told them they can't drink here right (laughs) (laughs) like whenever anyone wants to rent this place you made it really clear there's no alcohol right because that's going to be a big deal so I think that we're really only going to be limited by sort of what I feel comfortable taking on because that's I I can't stand the thought of doing a bad job. I have those good relationships with people, but I think I've screwed up like one time ever. We were super late, and I still get feel ill about it. So <laughs> I, I think anyone that's been in the cooking industry yes. knows that exact feeling. <laughs> we're late. No, not with food. So, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know where we're going to end up. I'm comfortable and happy here, but we can't help but grow in spite of ourselves. So, I don't know. We kind of joke about this place at some point. We'll be like, so what do you guys want for it? <laughs> Turn it into a steakhouse. You can mentor down the road. <laughs> yeah, they can mentor down the Yeah. No, I, I had that, uh... So when I first moved to Alaska, I was wrapping up my catering company. And I'd already booked an event before I moved up to Sitka. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, so I can fly back, do this event, pick up my wife and son. And, of course, everything kind of got lost in translation. So I ended up flying out the night before, and I had to land in Austin and go two hours. Well, of course, my flight was late. My baggage was late. (laughs) Everything else. I'm pulling up to this poor lady's retreat, and she had, like, 30 New Age women's retreat Mm. thing there. Mm. (laughs) And she's like, we have breakfast in three hours. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, ha! yes, you do. <laughs> so I mean, I had nightmares probably for. I, I pulled it off. I, I got yeah. them taken care of, but I had nightmares probably for about six months. Yeah. Every time somebody would say something about breakfast, I'm like, a little more hesitant to jump. <laughs> it's so early. They want it so early. And now, where can uh, people find you guys online? If, and what is the booking process if somebody's interested in speaking to y'all about events coming up? Booking is usually uh, done through Heather. Yeah, you can either call us uh, 907-315-4670 or email us at 49thstatebbq at gmail.com. And then our Facebook and Instagram, I think, is BigJaceBBQAK because, you know, they've always got to have some weird screwy way to move it around. <laughs> we can't just be Big J's BBQ. Well, Somebody already was already else, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, you can message us and then you'll end up on the phone with me and um, I'll sort of help you figure out. We have a great website, bigjaysbbq.com, which has our full menu on there. Um, but we don't do like set packages of, you know, for $20 you get chicken in these two sides or certain amounts of anything. I help you figure out what you want and what the appropriate portions are for everything. So if you want all the meats we make, then we can do all the meats we make, just not, you know, third of a pound of every meat we make for everybody. So, yeah, I would I would be your point of contact. And then Jason just shows up with the meat and does the finger guns and waves. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's Big J. I'm like, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> now, Jason, I know you uh, run a really cool uh, Facebook group. On, on meats and barbecue and that's how I actually got, I found you guys was oh, okay. uh, Dustin when I started the organizing my barbecue tournament uh-huh. Dustin was like because I was getting very little traction and he's like oh I'm going to share it in this group and that's where it kind of took off so <laughs> right. if you want to tell people about that Facebook group just so they can uh, kind of keep up uh, you know it's called 907 barbecue it's on Facebook um, it's just a place where usually I just shared uh silly memes and um, <laughs> sometimes barbecue pictures um you know i started that <laughs> page because there was another uh facebook page about barbecue and the guy got so mad at me because i constantly post uh pellet memes you know just poking, <laughs> poking fun at pellet smokers i don't have anything against po- pellet smokers but this guy was so angry with me that he <laughs> He, I think he quit Facebook altogether. <laughs> so, like, uh, I'll start my own. That way I can <laughs> make fun of whatever I want. So yeah. that's kind of how that started. And, you know, it's, uh, it's a fun little place for people to share their barbecue pages or, or pictures. and, and silly. Good fun sense of humor in that group. Yeah. yeah. Yes. E- even from the pellet smokers. Right. Yeah, I don't have anything. I mean, I've been talking about getting one for the wife. <laughs> don't put that on me. <laughs> pellet smoker for the wife. <laughs> I deal with everything else. You deal with the meat. <laughs> well, if, is there anything else uh, you, you guys just want to let our listeners know about? We will have in our show notes um, all the ways to contact and reach you guys. And if there's anything else, just go ahead and let them know. I think that's. It I think that's me. about it. Yeah, Tuesday. Oh, shut up for nine oh seven for the cone idea. Or was right, nine oh no seven. Yes, and uh, Mama Great. Rav is my super favorite food truck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I out there. <laughs> Mama Rav's is phenomenal. Yeah, she it is. is. She's our food truck best friend. <laughs> that was the fun thing is, you know, I came up. And I've seen some of the food trucks up in Denali and stuff when I was working up there, but never really thought of Alaska as really a big culinary scene besides seafood, obviously. Salmon. That's like, you tell somebody food, Alaska, salmon, and they all think we eat well blubber. Right. (laughs) Yeah, right, in our igloo. But it, it was pretty cool to come up and actually get to see the creativity yeah. Of a lot of the food trucks and a lot of the businesses. Because yeah. if you would have told me some of the best ribs I ever ate were going to be in Wasilla, <laughs> I probably would have been like, <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Let, let me know how that works out, buddy. <laughs> All right, I'll do a podcast about but, it. Uh-huh. Yeah, if, you, if anyone is out in the area, please go ahead and stop by Banner Brothers. We will have their address on the website. Uh, support. Tuesdays. Tuesdays are the best day for that. Yeah, but they're open Tuesday through Saturday, 7 to 3. 
All right, we'll make sure we get those hours up there for everyone. But stop by, support Big J's Barbecue, and we will put all their information, our podcast websites and everything, in, in our logo. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to my daddy, Hugh Ladle. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 